Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Danny Johnson with us today. He has proven to be a versatile actor with limitless range in a career spanning multiple decades in film, television, and the Broadway stage. He's done memorable work guest starring on Pose, The Equalizer, Quantico, and several key roles across four shows in the Law & Order franchise, plus a whole lot more. And we're excited to have him on. We you are. Know, it was too, you know, your, your resume was too much to write out. Yes. <laughs> uh, that just means that I'm, that, that I'm old. I've been around for a while. <laughs> You've been blessed, right? I have yeah. been, I've been completely, <laughs> thoroughly, amazingly blessed uh, to to be involved uh, in my career and to uh, have participated in so many different uh, wonderful projects through the years. Now, as you know, this past twelve months has been a trying time um, for entertainment, especially. Mm -hmm. And so, how has COVID affected you? And what have you done to maneuver through this crazy maze we just went through? Yeah, it was really, um, um, it was remarkable, right? I mean, uh, I went to see my, my physician uh, about three, four weeks ago. You know, there'd been 12 months. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just like, man, you know what? This year was crazy. And we really, we really need, here in New York, we need plays back, he said to oh, me. Oh, yes. He said, we mm -hmm. need theater so that we can, you know, come together and process and, you know, question and think and, and go forward. Right. So um, I'm really pleased that we're getting back to some sort of semblance of, uh, you know, the life that we had before. I don't know if it's going to be normal. I don't know if that's what people <laughs> think these days. But uh, the, the year was challenging for sure. I, I got sick very early on in the pandemic. Uh, I think I had COVID symptoms arrive on March 19th of last oh, year. Wow. You, know, you know, we had just shut down New York, you know, I don't know, four or five days prior to that. So uh, it was uh, challenging, you know, um, I, you know, I was not asymptomatic. I had, you know, you know, problems breathing and, you know, issues wow. with oh, wow. uh, and organs and all that stuff, you know, so, but, um, and it took a while. It took a while for me to, you know, I, I recovered um, by like May, June of last year, I, I felt like I was recovering, but I still had some residual effects, you know, with my heart, with my breathing, my lungs, you know, um, and then I thought I was over it by like last fall and mm -hmm. I was, okay, I'm ready to go, you know, yeah. and, uh, uh, at that point, you know, you know, all our, our the entertainment industry had basically the, the filming and everything had stopped in March, um, by August, Filming for television and films, you know, was starting to kind of like poke its toe. Yeah, they were figuring out how to maneuver. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm really proud of our industry, though, I mean, I mean, like in terms of like, you know, on set protocols and safety, um, um, the entertainment industry, television, film, and the NBA that really led the way in terms of like opening uh, things safely and, you know, yeah. hey, you know, let's put some masks on, let's try a little social distance. Yeah, it's going to cost a little more, but we can still do what we're going to do and work. Let's try to get through this. So I'm really proud of our industry for helping lead the way through that. Yeah, you know, for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a couple months before COVID 
Yeah. And I remember, you know, thinking, you know, our, our original plan was to do a hundred interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, yes, we thought that, that would be a lot it of would shows, be a lot of shows, so. but it'd be a great foundation. And we mm-hmm. thought that was pushing it. And then two months later, COVID happens. Yeah. And I remember telling Sandy, I was like, you know what? This could be um, our time, you know, because all the entertainment industry is shutting down so much. And like I was telling you before we started, um, that our show is originally a country music interview show. Well, COVID is what changed that because all of a sudden everything was shut down. Yeah. And we just started reaching yeah. out to everybody. And all, and I think in August, we ended up getting Ed Asner on the show. And that kind of moved us into the whole acting side. So and then so all of a sudden, we end up with all these interviews, great interviews. And we did over 300 last year. And we're over 400 now. That's super. Yeah. I mean, we all needed someplace to talk to you. And so you were there for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that was the thing that we, and that was funny because we really thought a hundred last year would be pushing it. We really we did. did. Yeah, but you know sure. what? Everybody was shut down. Um, you couldn't really live life anyway to a whole lot. So That's I was like, true. you know what? Let's just do as many as we can. I mean, we did 44 interviews just in August. Amazing. That's amazing. Now, granted, we slowed it down now to where we try to do one a day. Cause that, you know, I, I don't want to get burned out either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, so take, um, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just saying that it's amazing the, your timing. It, it looks like it's all worked out lovely for you. And, you know, uh, so many people were home and available uh, to, to talk. So, uh, <laughs> and I think people are interested. So, And it solidified our show then because we had a lot of great people on so that kind we of did. solidified the Let's show and now guys. all we can do is grow from here congratulations thanks. thanks so take us back um you've been around for many years how did you get your start within the entertainment industry uh yeah i mean um i grew up i grew up in the midwest i grew up in um uh, uh, west lafayette indiana it's a college town sort of between chicago and indianapolis and, uh, you know, I uh, had, you know, since junior high taken an interest in, in acting, I kind of got the bug then. And when I finished school, I decided to, you know, it was at the time when people were, uh, you know, uh, uh, actor training um, at the college level was, had had a foothold, you know, I would say like yeah. maybe like in the early in the in the mid to early seventies, it sort of started to become a thing, and there were you know programs like at Yale, at USC, oh, wow. at, you, know, you know professional training programs for actors. So by the time that you know I was like ready to enter college, you know um, these programs had a foothold and you know a bit of a track record, you know because before that it was always like, well, how does anybody become an actor? I don't know. I guess you go to Hollywood. <laughs> Hope that you you know somebody gets you on the, the stool at the drugstore. You know <laughs> you can get a fountain while you're getting a coke or something. But <laughs> um, but there actually is a process, and I kind of went through this process of you know going to a conservatory training program to study my craft and put together mm-hmm. some tools, mm-hmm. and that toolkit has you know served me well through the years. I mean. You know, just the nuts and bolts of breaking down a scene and, uh, you know, understanding what characters are going for and trying to get the uh, objectives right and to tell the best story. You know, that's really what interests me more than anything. It's always been uh, about uh, telling uh, the strongest possible story. So uh, I really uh, enjoy the opportunities that I have you know, to collaborate with other artists, generally more in theater, television and film. It's more like 
you go here, you do that, you know, but like in, tele in, <laughs> in, in theater, you know, it's a little more of a, a rehearsal time. You know, there's more of a process that people are actually discovering things, particularly with new plays. Oh, wow. um, you know, you're sort of like discovering who these characters are. Um, in a television or a film process, you know, these, these characters are a little more defined and the director's vision um, is really, really important and really kind of has to drive, drive the bus there. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, as long as I'm telling a good story uh, as faithfully as we can, then, then yeah, I'm, a, I'm a happy actor. <laughs> so tell us about your very first audition. Were you nervous and how did it go? Oh yeah, I mean for sure I was uh, I was absolutely nervous. I mean, you know, I, I was fortunate. You know, I had come through the you know the process at yeah. at, at yeah. the university. You know, so I, I I had a sense of going about uh, you know uh, you know putting together the work and everything like that. But still, when you walk in for the first time and there's like a casting director there and they're putting you on tape and they're saying you know okay go for it and they hand you the pages. Well, there's a certain amount of pressure, and at that point, it's like you know, sink or swim kind of thing. So, I think I just got through it, <laughs> and then you know, as I started to audition more, it became sort of a second nature. Oh wow! Well. You know, because as you know, you know, uh, actors, you know, we're constantly auditioning for things, and you know, unless you're like, uh, you know, household name and they're just gonna call you up and make offers. You know, it's always great when they get offers, but, uh, you know, most <laughs> of them I end up auditioning for things. So, uh, um, yeah, um, it's it becomes something that you really have to, you know, accept early on that mm. you know, as actors, mm -hmm. when you go in here, you're gonna audition for things and people are gonna say thank you and then never see you again or <laughs> thank you and not think about you anymore. And while you're caught up on this other stuff, they've moved on. So it's best yeah. for us yeah. to like go in, audition, and then let it go and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. You, know, you just put yourself out there. So what was your, would you say is your hardest role you've played? Jeez, uh, there, you know, I've, uh, boy, tough stuff. That's, that's <laughs> there have been some tough ones. Uh, um, we get some good stories out of that question. Yeah, I mean, I would say like, um, there's, there've been some, some. I, I, I've had some, some things that were hard for different reasons. You know, yeah. hard because you know the the material was was difficult uh, to to play. Uh, I played a, a pretty uh, complex, I will say, generously call it a complex man mm -hmm. uh, on um, the last episode I did of Law and Order Special Victims. You know, where this man was like a former you know heavyweight champion boxer. Mm -hmm. But he had a predilection for underage girls, oh, <laughs> and, wow. and you know, uh, there's a, and you have to put yourself in that role, so that had to right. be hard. Yeah. Yes, yes, where you're, where you know, you're, you know, playing this, you know, carefree, you know, man who like everyone admires when you know, anytime he walks into the room, but you know, under without the spotlights and under his own, you know, you know. Dr predilections he's this other man you know who is you know coming at this young girl in a mm -hmm. very you know uh you know unsavory sexual kind of like you know take advantage of her kind of way and yeah. then uh, yeah. uh thankfully the cops burst in yes. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. so what would you say has been your most fun role um let's see um 
the most fun thing. There've been some pretty cool. I mean, I, I, okay, like uh, about ten years ago, I, I, this guy was not the nicest role, but the mm. job was so nice because oh, wow. uh, mm -hmm. the, you know this was a television show called The Philanthropist, mm -hmm. and we shot in Cape Town, South Africa. So that was like my first trip traveling to Africa, to South Africa, and you know to work internationally on film like that. It was my first opportunity to do that as well. So uh, those were all like you know such memorable wow. kind of things that you know. And the character that I played, you know, he was a complex man again. who was a little bit <laughs> tortured and you know, not necessarily nice to his son. But there's a theme uh, here. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there have been several good guys too, you know, through the years. Yeah. But you know, it's 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 uh, part of having some range, you know, uh, to be yeah. Able to, yeah, absolutely. to play all these different, different guys. Yeah, yeah my mom <laughs> my mom was uh, uh I was on the phone with her a couple of weeks ago because recently I an episode of uh The Equalizer is mm -hmm. a hit CBS show that is yeah. out now. I just had their series or the rather the season finale. And I appeared in the season finale and, uh, uh, you know, got started in the season finale and my character is in jail, you know? And so uh -huh. I was like, you know, very, uh, he's a former detective. He's a former NYPD detective, but, you know, he went afoul of the law and now he's mm -hmm. in jail. So, you know, my mom was watching the show and she was like, oh, I saw your show. <laughs> I didn't really like that character that you were playing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so it's a, mom is always there, you know, letting me know when I'm going too far away from. You know. <laughs> I get back centered, right? Yeah, she, she, likes, she likes to see me play, you know, reverends and that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a nine-year-old and a two-year-old. If they ever went this route, we'd probably feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you what, yeah. you have to really kind of, uh, you know, let go a lot of, of uh, especially the parents, you know, let go a lot of, like, notions about things because, um, you know, the artistic world is, is, is beyond what we, you know, you know, see every day, you know, walking down the street. And, and thankfully so, we should be able to have this vision that takes us beyond what we see every day. So yeah. that's kind of where we're, you know, where we're coming from. So as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of your big artists and your big actors, but they don't see the mm -hmm. grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to y'all's level, but even a career level within entertainment. And we always want to talk about that oh, side yes. of it, so because I think that a lot of people gloss over this. So people step into this arena, not realizing the grind, the sacrifices, and the struggles that they're going to have. I don't, I don't care who you are. You could even be Brad Pitt's kid. You're going to struggle. Yes. Um, and so I always want to talk about that. So let's go there a little bit. What have been some of the sacrifices through the years that you've had to make just for this passion of yours? Um, you know, I mean, you always have, you know, monetary issues, okay? Because you're like, you know, if you're trying to establish yourself, unless you have like, you know, family resources, mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. independent, you know, wealth or something like that, then there's always going to be those challenges of, you know, you know, making sure that the rent is paid. And if you're on TV, people think you're wealthy. It's true. <laughs> you know, um, if, if people can come to have this understanding of you that they see on television, you know, that because of that, that, you know, you know, you're, you know, swimming in the lap of luxury every day. But there's not always like 
like that because people have to work a long time to be able to get to a level where they can, you know, mm-hmm. that they, they can, you know, enjoy that type of success. And um, yeah. or even if they didn't work for a long time, there's lots of sacrifices that one has to make along the way. You know, just just the nuts and bolts of keeping the lights on, keeping the house going. And, you know, if you're in a place in the entertainment industry, most of the cities that were fixed in, you know, they're it's they're high cost cities, whether it be, you know, New York, Atlanta, L.A. or, you know. So, you know, there's always, you know, that pressure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have, you know, relationships, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the commitment that you want to have, you know, with a, a partner, a husband, wife, you know, whether you're even if you're in a family situation, like, are we ready to have children? Are we going to bring kids into this? How will this manifest itself during the course of the career that you're pursuing? And certainly, I think most artists have points in their lives where they'll say, okay, I'm at a road, you know, I'm at a fork in the road and yeah. I can, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have to make a choice, you know, one way or another. And um, so these choices become a little more stark sometimes when, uh, when you're talking about something that is, you can't really necessarily put your fingers on your Because the older you get, the harder those choices become. They do. Oh, yeah, true. of course. The, the older one gets, you say to yourself, well, geez, you know, uh, can I keep, how long can I keep this up? And can I keep this up? <laughs> but uh, I, I've been fortunate, you know, to have, uh, you know, had just enough success at pretty much to one of those. keep you from film to film. Exactly. To, 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 to each one of those key, you know, forks in the road to be able to, you know, follow the path for myself. Yeah, because a lot of actors we've had on the show, they said that that's usually how they've had to do it is, you make this much money from this film that you do, and and you know that you, that's got to last to the next role. So you yes, have, you know, so it's like, going. so it's like you're getting paid from role to role until you finally have that breakout. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, you're constantly, uh, and, and and I think our world today is is a little uh, is even more. Uh, there's more stuff. There's more opportunities. There's more, you know, there was a time when, you know, film actors didn't want to do television. Now, you know, if they're doing a new TV show, it's, you know, can we get a film star, you know? And now you got all the Netflix, the internet stuff. So it's oh, like yes. so many roles are out there. Yeah, That's right. That's right. There's, there's more, excuse me, there's more content than we've actually ever seen, you know? So there is a lot more opportunities that are available, that are, that are here, that people can pursue. For sure, but it doesn't make it like it's completely accessible for everybody. It's still showbiz. It's still, you know, uh, a sacrifice. In, mm-hmm. Whether it's time with your family, whether it's time with your friends, whether it's, you know, your commitment to your craft, um, because it's, you know, it's it would be one thing. A lot of people think you can just kind of show up and, you know, they run the camera. And it's fine. <laughs> it don't work that way. No, there's actual work that's involved. I mean, you know, I mean, just I mean, just you know, it's nuts and bolts of, you know, memorizing lines and figuring out what the, what the scene's about and what the story is and how best to tell it. So 
these mm-hmm. things are always going to be always going to be part of the mix as well. Um, and that's so. like with us, you know, you know, people think they see us interviewing people like you and we enjoy and we have fun. And we do. We for love this it. 30 to 60 minutes yes. that we normally do at the show with and they're like, oh, y'all have so much fun in this. It must be so easy. And I'm like, you just don't know the crap we go through. I mean, like this week has been one of the worst weeks we've had with scheduling. We've actually had oh, four yes. cancellations this week. And that now, granted, that's not normal. No, for, you know, we get here and there and we get it, you know. And but and then we had like yesterday uh, actress that was supposed to have been on. But her neighborhood's Internet was out. I mean, just just something yes. you can't you can't I mean, you yeah, can't you control, can't control that. Yeah. that. Yeah. You know? And so, but it's been a weird week for us for the show. So we've done less shows than we normally do because you know. But again, and then we've got to book the shows. We got to reach out to PR. We got to get um, PR companies to love us so that they'll bring people like you on the show. You know, we we get one or two hundred rejections a month from people that we reach out to to get the people that we do get on. So it's just so much work that people don't see. They see this. They don't see the behind the scenes. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, er earlier today. um, um, There's a organization called uh, uh, Heritage Camps for Adoptive Children. Mm -hmm. And uh, across the across the country, they sponsor these camps, you know, for for many, many years. Uh, As a result of the pandemic, a lot of the camp stuff that they've done has become virtual. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. just but just before, literally, you know, moment, minutes before we 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 began talking, I just finished up speaking with their African Caribbean Heritage Camp. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. You know, a group of students that they have uh, that are uh, you know, and I think they're doing their their camp is generally physically in Colorado and they would normally oh, yeah. do all of their activities there, but they have, you know, this virtual thing and people would come, but now people are around, scattered around the country, you know, to take part in this, you know, so we had like, I don't know, 50 kids in one Zoom call and another yeah. 40 or 50 in another Zoom call, you know, and um, so yeah, scheduling things and and, and all that stuff can, can be, be hectic, but when it pulls off lovely, you know, it's really great. It was, it was amazing to be able to, to, to speak with so many youngsters uh, just just this morning even. You know, now some actors have said this is like a catch-22. It's like a plus and a minus all at the same time. But they said that when COVID happened, it was one of the great things that came out of it was that all of a sudden you didn't have to be in L.A. That's you right. Could, you could audition through Zoom. Yes, and they said that was great. But now everybody can audition through Zoom. So <laughs> it's a <laughs> Yes, I mean, uh, there's no, there's no, you know, physical need to be in Los Angeles or to. You think be... they keep that now? You know, since since we've learned how to use technology, do you think that the entertainment world will, at least for the first audition, will keep that side of it, so people don't have to actually go to L.A. and they can just do that, pick their people, and then they come. I do think that that's going to be a big thing. I mean, for sure, because even the last, say, I would say for like the last five years, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've been we've been making our own submission tapes. You know, oh well, you know, okay. people, people. I mean, we've been going in for you know to read at you know ABC or you know CBS or whatever for whatever show that they had. Yes, but a large percentage of what the audition tapes that we that they would 
get now are stuff that we'll create and do. Right, there's right here, you know, I've got I've got a whole studio, you know, in in the other part of the house that you know that I set up, you know, basically I because I was doing so many self tapes and so many you know audition tapes here. And and those tapes go a lot further. I mean, five years ago, it was sort of like, oh, let's have a look and see. But <laughs> yeah. at this point now, people are doing these tapes and booking from these tapes directly. So oh, it's wow. really an important tool, and I don't see it going away. I think there's going to be a, a hybrid of situations. Yes, we'll meet in the latter, stage, yes. latter stages of things. Um, some aspects of the uh, industry have become have, have benefited from the, uh, the accoutrement that we've mm -hmm. come to know during the pandemic. I don't want to say we've benefited from the pandemic. I don't think really it has, but some of the things that we've picked up and tips and tricks along the way will probably definitely stick around. I think we'll it's like aspects of life. It's like one of them things of life, you know, when the struggle comes, the situations come, you have to roll with the punches, but you yeah. take what you can use that became, that you learned through that to apply it that when you're not in that situation so that it, it enhances your life still. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, from adversary, what's that? There's a, there's something uh, from uh, adversity comes uh, something good. Yeah, from e uh, from adversity from equal or greater. Um, I, I know exactly the quote, <laughs> and, and I'm a quote person. I love quotes. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and like I can't think of that quote right now either. <laughs> <laughs> Now we talked a little bit about the struggle side and sacrifice side. Let's go the other way and talk about the glory side a little bit. What are a few moments you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that? Um, well, um, I will say recently one of them was uh, the series Pose for oh, wow. FX, you know, which, uh, which has, you know, been a, a, a huge cultural hit here the last mm -hmm. three seasons of it. And, the show just finished up its um, its third and final season, so um, they just had the finale, I think, uh, a week or two ago. And you know, to uh, I, I guest starred on the show in the second season, the in the fourth episode, and uh, it was a pivotal part of the show. I mean, a lot of people say that's like the best episode of the show ever. Oh wow! Um, uh -huh. uh, and you know, I played this very uh, sympathetic father. Who uh, was coming to terms with the loss of his of, of, of his his daughter, and oh, wow. um, uh, yeah, so it was uh, the show had sort of like this uh, uh, magical realism aspect to it, you know, and you know, so the at the 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 funeral or at the viewing before the funeral or just before the funeral of of of, of the daughter. You know, there's a sort of magical, realistic moment where the father and the mother have a moment of 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 recollection of, of reconnection after having been separated, you know, for so many years. And uh, you know, this was just a very, very emotional, very, very uh, uh, you know, challenging uh, particular episode and role. Um, and, you know, I mean, the really, it's highly emotional thing where, you know, this character, these characters are in tears, you know, so it's mm -hmm. one of the days where you kind of know going to work, like, I have to cry today, I have to produce tears mm -hmm. for, you know, the, wow. for, to tell this story. And, uh, you know, that's, that's always challenging, you know. What are some of the tricks you do to make yourself cry? 
I mean, I I don't really have anything for you in that. <laughs> you just do it. I got you know I got no bag of tricks there. All I got is the given circumstances and the faithful playing them out, faithfully playing them out in a in, in a, as truthful a way as possible. So it's and, likely you're an emotional man because I'm the same way. I could watch a Hallmark commercial and I'll be oh, in tears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's just it's just one of these moments where the you know, the the situation, the given situation circumstances, the whole weight of it all just yeah. you know lends itself to the natural reaction and and to but then you know look you know they're making a TV show so there's I don't know 150 170 people sandwiching around <laughs> you know and that makes it harder though yeah and you know, and, and you know you're kind of going because they said action you know what I mean <laughs> and so you know there's still all these challenges to try to overcome so yeah um it's very satisfying to be able wow. to deliver in those circumstances um when when you know uh, when a lot is on the line, you know, yeah, when a lot is on the line. Um, I have done uh, uh, more drama in my television career than I have than um, comedies. Um, just, I don't know, it just shook out that way. Do, I always do, thought do, do you ever feel like in your life sometimes you want to just snap, but you're like, you know what? I can just do play it on TV and I'll get my, I'll get it out that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's in, in, in some respects, you know, there are, are moments for sure where uh, you find yourself in a situation while you're working on a, on a role that, you know, you can draw from something in life. Yeah. That helps helps make it more real for you or brings it more to life for you. Uh, and and I found that to be the case for sure. Wow. But you know, I, I it's it's tricky to like, you know, to ca to calculate these moments of <laughs> and, and 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 reality, you know, with with you know the uh, the make given make believe circumstances of other worlds. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's just a fascinating uh, life and career because we kind of find ourselves as actors as little mini uh, 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 investigators, you know, uh, of you know whatever the this particular you're playing, you know, you find yourself playing, you know, you know Bill Sykes and Oliver Twist, and so you're like, okay, well, what is his world like? You know, what did he wear, and you know, how did he get up and down the stairs? You know, every day, and all that sort of thing that we do as an actor for whatever character that you're 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 playing, because you want to know all there is. You know, I, I played Martin Luther King Jr. and oh, wow. played the mountaintop. You know, and you know the play is you know uh, the, this particular play. You know, shows uh, a, a more uh, how could I say? Uh, you know, when we think of Martin Luther King, oftentimes we'll think of you know the very noble, the very you know you know great voice, the the right, you know, and exactly. then this wonderful you know warmth comes over us, and you know which is great, you know, but he's still a man, you know. And he took yes. his, he still has emotions. Yes. Took, took his shoes off and had holes in his socks, and you know, and he smoked cigarettes, <laughs> and he did whatever else, you know. So, and you know, speaking of him, 
you know, my birthday is August 28, 71. So I was born three years to the day that he did his I Have a Dream speech. There you go. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, you're like, you know, and to, 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 to play that guy in a more like beyond like the image and more the mm. man, you know, faults and warts and everything else, you know, was a very, very uh, satisfying kind of interesting uh, experience as well. Wow. So, um, yeah. Just a couple of different things. Love that. So as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the actor, but they don't see the teams behind the actors and artists and all that. And in our opinion, they never get the love they deserve. But on our show, they do. So in a, if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh, well, uh, I'm I'm really fortunate uh, and uh, blessed to have a fantastic uh, uh, representation team. Uh, my manager, Paul Halippo and Morgan Castilla, they, uh, you know, have been, you know, working with me for, I don't know, a long time, like over, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I can't even remember, like, years ago, like one of my first agents in New York City, um, Paul was his uh, assistant, and then later became his partner, and then, you know, started his own management firm, and, you know, brought me along with him in the new firm, so, you know, Paul, uh, Paul and I go back so many years, we have a great okay. trip, and I, I, I value his Council immensely, and uh, in the last uh, two years, I, I started a new uh, representation with my agency, Kazarian mm -hmm. uh, Messrs. Ruskin, which is located in New York and in Los Angeles. Um, uh, Mark Messrs. and uh, uh, Jed Abrahams, you know, my agents um, here and in Los Angeles, and um, yeah, um, we have a fantastic relationship. These guys are totally for me, behind me, in my corner. And that means a lot when you're um, not necessarily feeling the love. <laughs> but, uh, so you gotta have the team that kind of help encourage you when those That's moments right. of depression. That's right. Yeah, and and you know, and I've got you know, you know, I, I'm fortunate. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I I'm here, you know, in my my home here, and I've had you know a stable uh, you know home life here. I condo that I've had for almost 20 years now here in New York City and, you know, my group of friends that support me are like, you know, you know, ride or dies, you're going to be there regardless. So yeah. I, I, I'm very, yeah. very, very fortunate um, in so many aspects of of my life to be blessed with people who, uh, you know, look out for me, um, keep me, my best interests uh, at heart. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our nine-year-old boy that we let come on yeah. our show to ask yeah. three questions. Well, we three questions. So she's going to go yes, get him. Okay. And we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show, too, because we are a family affair show. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Now, what's now? What's your name? Well, his name is Christopher. Christopher. Okay. Okay. So Christopher Jr. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Sandy and I first married 18 years, over 18 years ago, uh, so I, that was one of my things. Like, okay, now our first boy's got to be a junior. <laughs> so I was like, you can name the first girl, you know, but first boy going to be a junior. So we agree. There you go. And we got a junior and a girl so that she wanted. <clears throat> hey, Chris. Hey, Danny. So what's a pair of food? I bar say again one more time. What's a pair of food? Oh, my favorite food. Um, my favorite food is shrimp, 
I like mm. shrimp everything. Mm. I like shri- shrimp creole. I like it fried. I like it sauteed. I like it scampi. Yeah. yeah. And if it's in terms of like my favorite style, um, I like French food. I really like French cooking. And what's yours? Mine, mine is pizza. I like pizza too, man. Give me the pepperoni and green pepper and I'm a happy man. <laughs> so uh, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show, um, you know what I'm a big fan of? It's kind of kind of biased because I started working on the show, but I was a fan of it even before I started working on the show. Like as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I, uh, that is The Equalizer. I really like The Equalizer starring um, Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what's yours? Mine, mine is SpongeBob. Hey, SpongeBob is like the king, okay? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's been pretty cool because he watches a lot of Disney and um, Nickelodeon shows. So we've been able to bring on people from his shows on our show. In fact, tomorrow we've got um, one of the girls from Sydney to the Max coming on. Fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, I'm going to go with an oldie. What a goodie. The Sting. Oh, wow. Huh. <laughs> you probably haven't seen it yet, but it's going to be there for you one of these days, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy told me that this is a good movie. And, yeah, it's a good movie. It's like these guys are, like, double-crossing gangsters, but they're charming and dancing, <laughs> and, and I love The Sting. It's a really, really good movie. And what's yours? My, mine is the Minions movie. Oh, which one? Because there have been a couple, right? We like uh, them all. I, I like them all. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yes, so Minions. It's like, what, mm. four Despicables now, I think? Yeah, uh, three. Three with the fourth yeah. one coming out. The yeah. fourth one's coming out next year. Yeah. Outstanding. This, he already knows that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he looks up all that to make sure, hey, it was the fourth one coming. Actually, actually mom, mom, he did. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so bye. Thanks. Bye, Chris. It was really nice talking with you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> he, he loves to be on the show. He's, you know, we've done over 400 interviews, and I bet he's been on at least 380. It's been a few that he hasn't. For the most yeah, part. Most, yeah. uh, that's the, I guess that's one benefit of homeschooling is we he can actually have time to come on the show. Yeah, yes. he doesn't have to make a too mar- too, march too far of an effort. That was the crazy part to this whole pandemic was, you know, for, you know, Sandy and I have been a 24-7 couple pretty much since the day we married 18 years ago. Yeah. And we always been put down for that. And and we've been put down for homeschooling little Chris. And when everything got shut down, I was like, looky here, all these people that told us how wrong we were are having to live our life. That's amazing. (laughs) Amazing. I was like, that's kind of ironic. So I I, I was like, I was almost like looking up to God. Okay, thank you for that one. They must be, be, you know, messaging you, Sandy, and calling you and like, you know, hey, what tips have you got us here? (laughs) All right, how do I deal with this guy all day? He never goes anywhere now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've been doing it for years. So. You know, you, you've done a lot of shows. You've had a lot of co-stars. If you could co-star with anybody, 
and it, and it could be someone dead too. You know, who would it be, and what role would y'all want to play? Oh, interesting. Um, there are um, uh, there's some some fine actors that uh, I would really really enjoy to work with. Um, um, geez, there's a the young man. Um, I'm gonna mess up his name. Um, I, there's a young man who was. Uh, uh, well, I just I'm, gonna, I'm just I'm, I don't want to mess up anybody's name. Okay, there right. are some. I will say that there are some fantastic young actors that I'm like eager to work with. Mm -hmm. um, there's. Um, you know, if I had to pick one right now off the top of my head, I'd say Viola Davis. Me and Viola Davis, oh, okay, let's go. I'm, I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, that would definitely be a good one. Yes. <clears throat> now, where do you see yourself over the next five years? What's the plan now? After you know, we, we're kind. Of, looks like we're getting out of the pandemic. At least looks we like hope. It. We hope so. Um, what's your plan now? Well, uh, my my immediate goal is to uh, I'd like to do a series regular television uh, te television role. Um, that's something that I've kind of geared myself toward here for the last few years. Um, I've guest starred on uh, you know m multiple shows and you know done recurring characters and all that. But I really do have a desire to uh, develop a character long form over the course of you know, uh, some type of arc, you know, some type of substantial arc. And I see that happening more readily in a television series, whether it yeah. be a limited series yeah. or like, you know, two or three seasons of something like that. So that's kind of where I'm, um, I'm geared for. Oh, um, wow. I, I still guest star on things. Um, I, you know, don't necessarily, uh, guest star on as many things because the the I, I'm looking for projects that are more interesting to me and yeah. Yeah. You know, best suited for you know where I want to place myself so I'm I guess I'm at a little bit of a point in my career where I can uh, pick and choose choose a little more about like and you want to be there that's that's yeah. A, yeah. that's the actor's dream is to be able to choose what they want yeah I mean um uh, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm still, you know, actively looking for different projects and there's several projects right now that I'm kind of like, you know, tentatively waiting to hear about that, you know, hopefully should come to fruition in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, um, I would think, uh, that, uh, a series regular type role, a, um, broad, a return to, to Broadway, um, to do a live play on Broadway again. Those are probably the two oh, wow. things that sit in front of me. Like, you know, those are things I want to accomplish in the next short, short term future. Awesome. Uh, what <laughs> would you like your legacy to be? What would you ultimately like to be known and remembered for? Um, I, I, in terms of my work, I, I would love to be remembered as, you know, someone who uh, um, was truthful you know, in terms of uh, their uh, portrayals and um, uh, and varied um, with some range to be able to do different types of things. Um, and I'd like to be um, remembered as uh, 
a, a, a partner, a good team person, someone who uh, you enjoyed to work with. Um, and, uh, you know, someone who left their mark. Wow. Awesome. Love that. So um, as we come to a close here, let's say you had a friend of yours and you watched them act and they've done a, maybe they've done a few commercials and maybe they've played a, one role in one show, but they're, they just know that they are supposed to act. It's in their blood. They've gotten on that stage and they got that stage bug and they just know. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Um, I would say to uh, to just keep going, you know, I mean, because there's there's the, the most important thing is to have opportunities to continue to work. Um, you know, we'd love the whole story of, you know, we this person showed up, you know, we I went to the drugstore, they were sitting on the counter stool. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, I, I would love, you know, we love that. But the thing, the truth of the matter is, is that it's rarely one thing anymore that, you know, sets people apart. It's yeah. this notch and that notch and that notch. And the older one gets, the more, you know, you want to have those notches that, you know, become hallmarks. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, if for anybody who's coming along after to, you know, try different things and to be as faithful to these characters that they can be, you know, try to tell yeah. the story. As the, the best thing that any actor can do in terms of like advancing their career is to tell the best story possible. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the best story from, from you know, if, if it's, it's that faithfulness to the script, that faithfulness to the script that faithfulness to the character and that brings that truthfulness through and that i think is what attracts people so that it may not be that some that makes you a star instantly but yeah. has yeah. Uh, longevity the longevity to say that's that, what matters that right like matter. I, I i i can count something that people can count on someone people can count on to deliver you know that's the thing because you know the fact is not everybody you know we think love to sing oh yeah anybody can do this not everybody can do this. <laughs> Not everybody can. And just because you can act doesn't mean you can do this. Because exactly. like we talked about earlier, there's so many things behind the scenes that you have to do. And a lot of people crumble on that side of it. That's right. You know, things really have to come together in a holistic way. So um, I'm a big believer in, in, in everyone playing a part and teams that come together and succeeding together. There's nothing more exciting to me than than can seem like something really, really come together because of everybody's efforts, you yeah. know, to make, yeah. to make it great. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, even for our show, you know, even though it's just us two and little Chris, right. I consider PR companies like partners because they oh, bring us do. people. They're so important. You know, if it sure weren't for so. PR companies, um, we wouldn't, be able to do what we do. You know, when we first launched, like I told you, we were really a, more of a Nashville based because we were country music. But now it's we never imagined that we would have PR friends in Nashville, in L.A. and New York. So, you know, yeah. it's just it's been a crazy adventure. And you're so right. When it all comes together and that right team comes, it's, it's just blossoms. Yeah, man, really, really does. So tell everybody how they can find you on social media yes. and your websites and stuff. 
Uh, yeah, um, I I don't really maintain a website, but you can definitely reach me on Instagram and Twitter. And my handle there is True Danny Johnson. So <laughs> T R U. So there's oh, no okay. no e no e in the in the true, but you can just put True T R U Danny Johnson. Uh, D-A-N-N-Y Johnson. And uh, yeah, um, that's on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, you can catch me on Facebook. Um, my actor page is Danny Johnson Actor. Awesome. I love that. You know what? We really enjoyed having you on the show today. We look forward to having you back down the road. Oh, wonderful, Chris. Thank you, Sandy. It's really been a pleasure to be with you. Oh, same here. We enjoyed it. You have a great yeah. day. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay.